Richard Reese is staying at Baylor, and I missed it. This is an emergency locked on Baylor. You are locked on Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for joining us for this emergency Locked On Bay or bonus episode, if you will, bonus segment. It's an emergency because when I saw that Drake Dabney put out the graphic that he's returning um, Sunday, peel back the curtain Sunday, uh, I was like, okay, that's the show today. Um, I started researching into it. It was the like the second time I had been on Twitter all day was when I saw that. And then I did a whole episode about him transferring out or hitting the portal Eric Mateos leaving and uh, Matt Jones sticking around. So if you haven't gone and listened to it yet, go right ahead for that. Uh, please do wherever you find your podcast or on the channel on YouTube, basically wherever you're seeing this right now. And if you did listen to it or watch it earlier, you were probably screaming. He missed the biggest news of the day because I did totally did. I said at 10 o'clock, I'm looking through Twitter and Richard Reese commits. He is sticking around and you know what? It's it's not his fault. It's not his fault. But I'm in this time of year where it only catches my attention if it's a still image graphic like everyone else does. Richard Reese put out a very nice video. I'm very happy that he's staying. But to take some of the heat off me a little bit, it wasn't a still image graphic. Everyone else found out. But you're a host of Locked On Baylor. So that's why it's a bonus segment today. And I can't tell you how great I think this is for Richard Reese and for Baylor. Because in this era of the transfer portal, the season that Richard Reese just went through, I mean, really the career he's gone through at Baylor so far, you wouldn't blame him one bit for for transferring. Even though four or five years ago, you would have. You would have been like, this kid's not going to learn any lessons. He's not sticking around. When the going gets tough, he goes... Now you don't do that as much because of what we see the transfer portal and in the transfer portal, how it works for some guys and uh, all that to say he could have very easily left and not had much heat for that because he was a freshman All-American two years ago and or last year, I should say. And this year, he barely touched the ball, even though his production numbers probably would have been about the same. He didn't touch the ball. and. It just felt like he was frustrated, I think, because we were frustrated that he wasn't getting enough of the ball. And you you had a good feeling about keeping these young defensive guys, even though they were getting calls from other places. But with the amount of good film Richard Reese has put out there, and if he wasn't happy with his role, he would have been snatched up in a heartbeat and he could well have been a stud somewhere else. This was a tougher one for Baylor to convince, I think, than even a Caden Jenkins or a Dawson Pendergrass, guys who shined as freshmen this year. I think this was an even tougher ask for this Baylor coaching staff. So, big win. I mean, how quick we forget, or maybe how quick the coaches forgot, this guy was over a 900-yard rusher as a freshman, as a true freshman, as an 18-year-old last year. He set the Baylor freshman rushing record and his body wore down towards the end of the season. Like if he, if he was maybe a year older, you thought, or had some more pounds on him, he 
would have gone for over a thousand. He would have finished runs. He would have been our next Abram Smith. And I think he still has the potential to be that. Uh, but yeah, this year was a frustrating year and a perplexing year for those of us watching, you know, seeing whole games go by where Richard Reese wasn't touching the football. A guy who had a lot to work on, but for the most part, there was a stretch where he was unstoppable last year from that kind of middle of the season, that that uh, that Kansas homecoming game that he basically finished Kansas off all by himself and the three-touchdown game against Texas Tech where they just ran all over them in Lubbock. Like, this guy was on a heater, man. And, you know, his body wears down a little bit. Understandable, the the wear and tear that he was taking as a, as a true freshman. But this was going to be the year that he broke out all Big 12 kind of running back. You ha- might have two of the best in the Big 12 is what we thought in Dominic Richardson and Richard Reese. And a multitude of factors, including the fact that the offensive line stunk and they were behind all the time, so they didn't run very much. Um, that that all made sense as to why he wouldn't be getting any t- as many touches. But the question was, why isn't he getting any touches? And... I just got to imagine he was thinking the same thing. Like, what what am I doing wrong? And it, I hope it doesn't stunt a year of his development, uh, but clearly the coaches saw enough in him <laughs> that, or maybe the fact that Dominic Richardson didn't score a touchdown until week 11, uh, saw enough in Richard Reese that they recruited him hard to come back and got him to recommit before the transfer portal even opens, which is today, as you're listening to this on Monday. So, big win. Big win for Bay, where we talk about the foundational pieces, potentially foundational pieces on the defensive side. Well, you've gotten, you've started to get some momentum on the offensive side, too. Love that Josh Cameron's sticking around. Uh, Keytron Jackson announced over the weekend he is sticking around. And now Richard Reese. So, you know, it sucks that that Blake's gone and, and now Drake Dabney's gone, who was my breakout player of the year this year um, that a couple more of these guys are gone. Richardson's gone. So uh, you do have to make up for a decent talent loss. And I say decent relative to a team that's three and nine. That's a pretty good hall of talent that they have to replace for a team. That's already not very good. Um, And keeping Richard Reese around hopefully means he will, he will be a part of the offense a lot more next year. Um, I think he's a good guy for a spread offense. I haven't seen him play in it and I'm no football coach, but for when we want him to be Abram Smith and finish runs like that, which I think he still can be in his early, early in his career, he reminded me a lot more of a shock Linwood who obviously thrived (laughs) in a spread offense. And I don't know that he could have in many other offenses at, at his stature. Um, so I think Richard Reese is going to prove to be a lot better in that role because we, we wanted him to put on some weight and be that more of that physical Abram Smith type runner. But it was a lot for a kid who was in like the one seventies, uh, basically when, when he came in as a true freshman, uh, yeah, five, nine, one seventy nine is always at right now. And Dominic Richardson as your bruiser, at over 200 pounds 
made a lot of sense. They brought him in to be the bruiser. They didn't think that Richard Reese was going to be ready to be that back yet. And we don't know because he barely got used throughout this year. Even when there was nothing to play for, he still wasn't getting touches. And it felt like kind of a nail in Baylor's coffin because they were going to be the ones missing out during the final game of the season against West Virginia when he takes back-to-back kickoff returns for touchdowns. It felt like a peace out. I'm out of here. You don't know what you're missing. My mind was already made up. Now, of course, we didn't know that, but it felt like that. You got to admit, it felt like it as a fan, especially the way the game ended where you're like, boy, who would want to stick around in this? That you know, There was one guy who really showed out tonight, and he's got to be one of the most frustrated guys on the team. So big win for Dave Aranda again. And I understand the question of, Cam, why do you want to bring so many of these guys back when they were 3-9 and nine this year? I get that. I get that. And to be honest, there were a few guys over the weekend who did the tweet, did the GXG and everything, and I didn't know who they were. (laughs) So there's going to be a lot of that too. But I think there was just myriad things that went wrong this year and that it wasn't any one player's fault or even two or three players' faults. Um So there was flashes of talent on there. And all the guys who flash talent, save Blake Shapin and Drake Dabney, which is a lot, but everyone else has recommitted. You know, the the backup quarterback, for one, who had a great last game. I know some people don't agree. I thought he was excellent. Uh, But, you know, the Caden Jenkins, the DJ Coleman's, the the Tevin Williams, the, the Matt Jones, which was kind of unexpected. Um, Kelsey Johnson, uh, Keytron Jackson, Dawson Pendergrass, and now Richard Reese. You are keeping some darn good football players. Now you need to go out and get a heck of a lot more. But my fear was that we were going to be starting from zero from a personnel perspective. And it was going to be starting with two outs and two strikes with your head coach, if that makes sense. Your head coach is coaching for a job with a personnel situation where he should be coaching for two years from now. And thankfully, that doesn't look like it's going to happen. I I still don't think it's a very good football team yet. But they've got an aggressive portal coach who has now come in as the OC. The head coach has mentioned time and again now how much he needs to hit the portal. And he's hitting the portal like his job depends on it. And so it's just less of an excuse now, I guess is what I was trying to say with that. Um, You have a, a good enough core that if you add some big pieces in the transfer portal, you could be a winning team again. I wouldn't call it an eight or nine win team. Right now, this is about a three or four win team again. Um, but if they hit the portal as hard as they're saying or implying that they're going to, that could be positive. (laughs) That, that could be, I don't want to go there yet, but that would be a big sign of, of intent from this coach and his semi new coaching staff that we are ready to compete again. So we'll see, but the, the good dominoes keep falling. 
as much as it sucks that Dabney and Shapen aren't coming back, those are two two really important pieces uh, on the offensive side to bring the rest of your skill position guys who showed some flash this year back is huge for this coaching staff. And it might not be the, the best assembled team in the big 12 next year, but it shows a vote of confidence in this coach and this coaching staff from the players. So there's something positive to be taken there. What what do you think? Are you happy that so many guys are coming back? It'd be understandable, I guess, if you're not. <laughs> uh, but they will be hitting the portal hard, no matter what. And how do you feel about Richard Reese coming back? Were you surprised by that? Are you happy about this? Or were you trusting the coach's instincts and think he shouldn't have been out there anyway? I think he should have, personally. And I think he showed that off in the last game against West Virginia. Be sure to like and subscribe. Drop the comments. Tell your friends. We will be back tomorrow, hopefully when I'm not missing anything, even though I love giving you guys bonus content. Uh, but we'll be talking some basketball tomorrow on Locked on Baylor.